There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit MacklinMotors.com for more info. Let's go! One game to go until it stops for the World Cup in Qatar. And no change right at the top last night. Rangers winning 1-0 against Hearts. Celtic 2-1 at Motherwell. What about Dundee United off the bottom in some style? 4-0 against Kilmarnock who go bottom of the table. And St Mirren St Johnson, the late, late show... 2-2 a lot about VAR last night as well but first of all Andy it was the match of the day everyone talking the pressure on Giovanni van Bronckhurst 1-0 Rangers uh, good result for the challengers yeah I thought they would win having had a difficult game a few weeks ago uh, against Hearts at Tynecastle. they went and scored four there another big pressure game after a Champions League defeat against Aberdeen they scored four there uh, obviously a lot tighter last night but they got the job done and that was the main thing a bit of life from Ryan Kent for example and Malik Tillman who that, got the goal that's what they need and they need that much more often he's been I think he's been a huge disappointment this season Stephen McGinn is with us Andy Walker as well and we're here and taking your calls 08 08 17 17 700 this is your second biggest audience of the week because you had 7,500 the other day at the Derby but I know how disappointed you were to lose that at the weekend sorry to mention it Stephen right away uh, what about the Rangers result last night were you surprised did you think they would come through yeah well you always you always fancy them at home um, but I think I think the manner of the of the win. I think it's it's where Rangers are at the minute. It was all about the result. Um, watching the highlights, I mean, um, it, was, it was actually quite good to see Ryan Kent. It was more like the Ryan Kent that's been there the last few seasons. He's um, obviously a lot of critics about goals and assists, but it just shows how you can take occupy two or three players at one time, and it just opens up the game. And that's him at his best. And what about Celtic? Thirty nine points after the fourteen games, seven points clear of Rangers Celtic saying they went at their best last night but um, well VAR stopped them maybe winning by three or four yeah I was at the game um, obviously my brother Paul was injured so I just sat with him and um, he had his, um he was shouting for everything last night because I think he started to sense that Celtic weren't quite at their free-flowing best and um, when you never when you don't get that second goal then there's always that nervousness and you have the low moat header yeah um, but yeah I mean the VAR the VAR was when you see the picture of where they're taking that Jota goal I mean such a such a brilliant goal and that's that's what football's about big moments and brilliant goals and um, when you see the angle it, they disallow it it just seems a bit ridiculous Andy you were at that game too and I'm yeah. struck that at the weekend you were at a seven goal thriller can it be another than a thriller if it's seven goals uh, Leeds United at the weekend last yeah. night what did you make of it first of all Celtic winning at Motherwell well, I, I was really impressed by Motherwell, actually. Uh, I think they realised Celtic weren't at the best, as, as Stephen was saying, and I, I thought they they almost nicked a point because it was 1-0 for so long and you thought with Louis Moult coming on they might be able to get something. But Celtic's quality, Sean, in the end. I didn't really understand the debate about the the second goal when, um, I don't know who took the throw in, was it was it Penny? Penny? the left back, yeah. I, I mean, he threw it off Aksamanovic's head. Absolutely, yeah. 
he should have. I mean, there was no attempt by the player to jump or, or get in the way. And um, yeah, there was a big controversy about uh, Jota's goal, which would have been a one of the finishes that you've come to expect uh, from him. But uh, the finest of margins to be deemed offside. And this it was a special assist, wasn't it? If it had stood by Kyogo, you fantastic. saw him at his best. Yeah, yeah. fantastic build-up play and just to get out of that tight area to show that strength, that tight, close control, really special stuff. And I think that's what Celtic have got. They've got a number of players who can give you really special moments in a game. Dyson Maeda called up for Japanese action at the World Cup and he got that goal last night. Yeah, and I thought he was excellent when he came on. Yeah. Really gave Celtic something different, and I think sometimes it, it gets labelled that he's quite raw. And um, his first touch wasn't the best, but his first touch last night for the goal totally made it. It was a top top drawer, and still had a lot to do to beat a good good goalkeeper. So I heard the interview after that. Um, Ange had said that um, it dies in Maida at his best, he needs to be fully fresh, and he's used him quite a lot. And he's not used him as much recently, and he looked as if he had the benefit for it. So that I thought that was quite interesting, and it did show in his performance. I did think he made a big difference to the game. Here is the manager speaking about the Japanese star. It's a very important part of you know, our year and you know, the guys are coming on. Um, we've got some quality and they can add something to our game. And uh, as you said, you know, it was a great pass by Bull and terrific finish by um, Dyson. Really pleased with him. He's, he's working really hard and, uh, for the team and sometimes doesn't get the rewards, but um, great for him to get the rewards today. And his overall feeling about the game itself? We had to work hard for it. It wasn't uh, our best performance of the year. We, uh, it was a bit of a grind today and... Uh, yeah, we never really got the rhythm. Credit to Motherwell. Yeah, they worked hard, disrupt us, and um, yeah, we just didn't start the game well, and we sort of seemed to be struggling with it for the rest of the sort of period. But um, yeah, good to get a win. Good to get a win, Andy. For this weekend, the attention will turn quickly to, especially the Rangers game with seven points in it. They still can't afford to lose anything. That's a huge result last night. Although it's not going to be easy at Love Street or New Love Street. Well, the games. None of the games are easy just now for Rangers. I mean, speaking to one or two Rangers fans that I know, season ticket holders, and it has been a bit of a slog. They weren't really surprised to to see Rangers lose against uh, St. Johnson. They felt as though it, it had been coming. But I think that was a really good victory last night because the, the pressure was uh, beginning to mount. And, uh, I mean, they were up against a really good opponent in the Hearts and they, they got the job done. Hearts are a... A decent side. Big three points. Here's GVB. Big three points after the loss on the, on the weekend. We need to, you know, go back to winning ways today. We did against Hearts again a, a tough game, but I think we, you know, we we gave everything today to uh, to create chances. I think first half we created some some good chances in transition moments. I think we should have uh, damaged them more with the space we we got. But uh, really happy with the, with the win. Big win for us. Two days to prepare to go to the next game on Saturday but uh, of course you know to get three points today is very positive Stephen you saw much of that game I know you've seen the highlights what did you make of Rangers the difference between the performance against St Johnson um, well I, actually, I thought Rangers were really good for the first 25-30 minutes against St Johnson and I don't know what, what changed in the game um, from about 30 minutes onwards I felt that St Johnson are actually more dangerous uh, than Rangers in the counter attack but as I said, I only saw the highlights from the game last night. I think they did enough to to win the game, um, but it just feels it feels a bit like when when you're looking at Rangers from the outside now, it looks a wee bit like there's a fire at the door, and, and they're just trying to keep it at bay. Um, they're really not free flowing, and that's a really tricky game for them. They've got coming up on Saturday. 
confidence is so much, I guess, Andy, in football at the top level, any St. level. St Myrna in good form. You only you only need to look a few weeks ago at what they did to Celtic when they played really well. Deservedly beat Celtic by uh, two goals to nil and they will fancy their chances on Saturday against Rangers. They've made a... I mean, I had them down. I've got to say, I had them down as one of the bottom two sides given the way they finished uh, last season and they've really surprised me with their... Um, just with their level of consistency their good play and the goal last night from uh, O'Hara what a strike that was beautiful it was a special strike we'll come on to the weekend shortly Stephen what about your old teammates Kilmarnock they've been is it one goal on the road all season 4-0 at Tanadice. nobody would have seen that coming I don't know if you've seen the, the highlights what do you make of that result? yeah I was shocked um, shocked because I know how the manager works and not that they I mean that was a big game huge game for Dundee United especially um, real danger of getting isolated at the bottom if, if they let Kilmarnock go away with the three points there so I wasn't surprised that Dundee United could win the game they've got quality in their team um, I heard Derek after the game talking about the quality of Stephen Fletcher Kilmarnock obviously missing Lafferty for suspension and, and Christian Doidge isn't he um, fully fit but I, I, it was a manner of watching it that it didn't really look like the group I, I kind of know um, the way the manager and and I know what he's like. It's that will really sting them. Um, even even when he said they're taking positives from the second half, but they still lose the second half one 0 um, It's not it's not it's not brilliant. From it's not it's not where they want to be this time. I mean, you're not four or five games in there. Uh, we're, we're coming to this break now. You don't want to get into that break uh, bottom of the league. So huge game for them on Saturday, and, and Derek will be looking for a big reaction. It was a real six pointer. I mean, that's them now level on twelve points. I mean, there, yeah. there's Kilmarnock had the chance to go there and get a win, and put a six point gap between them and the bottom side. That would have put United under great pressure, and you know, given Kilmarnock a bit of a lift, that they could look at the the teams above them and try and uh, drag them into a bit of trouble, but. Uh, yeah, they look a bit flat just now, Kelly. And a horrible way to go into the World Cup break, isn't it? Awful. They need to try and turn it around at the weekend. But, um, yeah, it wasn't good at all. And for Derek to have be making three changes just after the, the half hour, I think it tells you that yeah, he wasn't happy with what he was seeing. And I think he I think he said afterwards that second half they were much more competitive. But by that time, the game was gone. Mm. Andy Walker is with us Stephen McGinn as well the Falkirk captain and Paul Cooney you can call us on 0808 17 17 700 the England squad was announced this afternoon see James Madison is in there the former Aberdeen player but always putting a kilt on it Andy you know that's what they call it in the media put a kilt on it get a Scottish connection yeah. good for Madison being called up brilliant I think he's a terrific player and you only have to look at some of the names that are not going Ward yeah. Prowse uh, Tony Sancho I mean, some of the the players that are not in that England squad, they would, they, we would absolutely welcome players of that quality. But um, I think the only um, way you look at England is where they might trip up is defensively. Mm. With the likes of Dyer and Maguire, if they're playing, you know, you would fancy the the, the bigger national teams to to get something from them. Who's going to win the World Cup? I think Brazil will do it. Yeah, Brazil. I think they've they've got uh, a wee bit something special. Stephen, who would you go for this early? Yeah, well, my head's in Brazil. Just the quality of their squad. Heart, I really want Messi to do it. I want Argentina. I watched uh, a BBC documentary the other night, Messi the Enigma. Yeah, I'm fully behind Argentina. That's all he needs, eh? I mean, he's done everything else, but to be compared with... uh, Well, 
the the guy in my era, Stephen, was Maradona. Mm-hmm. Of course, he won a World Cup pretty much on his own in '86. So, if Messi could uh, bring the World Cup back, that would that would be his medal collection complete. I think. Yeah, and they've, again, they've they've got that. I mean, in previous World Cups, they've had that. Uh, they all fall out with each other. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup with Maradona was a manager and it all seemed a bit manic but <laughs> um, I know the, the goalkeepers John's teammate Aston Villa and they speak about he, he speaks about the togetherness they've got and they, they've got a manager and they're all singing from the same page which is quite a big thing for, for their country so they they want to, to deliver the World Cup for, for their captain Looking forward to it just a pity we're not there I know Steve Clark not happy not to have any Celtic players in it we talked about it last night Andy so I can understand it from his point of view as the Scotland manager but I can also see Celtic's point of view there's about 3 million at stake to go down under in, in a tournament that's going to give them much needed revenue Yeah and I, I think uh, I mean there's no doubt about the Celtic players and their commitment so many Celtic players have uh, been involved in Scotland in the really big games over the last uh, couple of years and um, I'm sure they'll be back focused when the really competitive games come around again Right, let's go back to last night then. Let's go to Rangers. Here's the manager speaking about some of the chances that they missed in that period you mentioned where they started so well. Second half, I think we, we, we did it better. I think also some good chances for Morelos to even make the score bigger. But uh, I think we gave you know everything. The energy was there. The intensity was there. And uh, I think we deserve to win this game. Big three points after the loss on, uh, on the weekend. We need to... You know, go back to winning ways today. We did against Hearts again a tough game, but I think we, you know, we we gave everything today to uh, to create chances. I think first half we created some some good chances in transition moments. I think we should have uh, damaged them more with the space we we got. But uh, really happy with the, with the win, big win for us. Two days to prepare to go to the next game on Saturday but uh, of course you know to get three points today is very positive so GVB under the spotlight and so is Ryan Kentbean but he did well last night one against one his work rate was there I think especially the second half when we at the right moment pushed them really uh, pressed them really high up when we uh, had some uh, transition moments to uh, to attack was good so but if you don't have the energy, it's going to be difficult, but uh, I saw the energy today with my players. And that can be tough, Stephen, with a full house there. Uh, the energy could have been sapped away from them if they'd maybe lost an early goal. Yeah, and I think we're just done going in the highlights. I think there was a moment Janelli um, nearly gets in. And that, that is the thing about Rangers at the minute. They, they don't look defensively sound. Um, one of the big strengths in the year they won the league, I think they hardly conceded any goals. Uh, they settled back four and, and goalkeeper and, and looked really steady and, and sure at the back there. But um, every every game at the minute, they, they look quite rocky and, and, you, and you're getting big chances. I mean, even Halliday's. Uh, yeah. I know he'd be desperate to move his feet again and, and just tuck that away. But um, yeah, and, and on Ryan Kent, I, I, I was a bit surprised when they took him off on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, against St. Johnson. I didn't Why? because I don't think where their squads I, I can get not playing well um, maybe wanting him to take him off but I don't think their squad's in the right place that there's a replacement for Ryan Kent I felt as if the game went away from Rangers when, when Ryan Kent came off and Matondo went on the only thing I saw Stephen the, the abuse directed towards Ryan Kent from the Rangers fans was vicious was it? yeah uh, there was one occasion I was in the studio so I'm right in the corner and there was one occasion he went down the left tried to get past James Brown he actually ran it out of the park and then running it out of the park he obviously chased it for you know two or three yards and all the Rangers fans were, were going for him and, and giving him giving him mm-hmm. some serious uh, verbal so 
I don't know whether it was a bit of protection. I think we've been saying it for a while now. He can, we all know how good he can be, and we're all wondering if he's still going to be a Rangers player next season. So in that regard, you wonder if he's still committed, if he's still focused. And when results aren't going your way, then it's easy to turn to players like that who you expect a lot more of. And as I say, the the, uh, the abuse was vicious. Well, he has been in front of the microphone today. Here's Ryan Kent speaking about his performance. Happy enough with my performance. Um, I always felt like I was, you know, dangerous throughout the game. You know, the the boys played really well behind me to, you know, in order to get the ball to me um, in good areas and take the positives into the weekend. Um, you know, before the break. Again, it's key that we get three points at the weekend and, um, you know, try and take that momentum and, you know, everybody regroup after the break. Andy, you don't often hear from him. It's been a long time since we've heard him speak and that will do him. How much confidence do you think he'll take from his performance? Well, any time you play well, um, I think that gives you a bit of a boost and uh, any time you step onto the pitch, knowing that you're under the microscope and knowing that, you know, the pressure is there and knowing that you're actually one of the players that can change it your way and that's exactly what he did last night Stephen mentioned it earlier about the great skill and ability when what two three defenders were around him yeah. he still managed to find a bit of space just to set up that easy pass for Barisic to get that uh, all important cross in for the goal and that's what uh, Ryan Kent can do That he was pretty much the, the match winner there with, with a great moment I, I feel for him a bit because Ryan Kent's obviously getting compared to Ryan Kent's and the level he's hit in previous years and I get he's probably not even just a wee bit below he's, he's a lot below where he was but I, I think there's a it, it's just about him at the minute there's no other wingers at Rangers when you look at the strength Celtic have got out wide I mean the competition they have and guys like James Forrest come in four goals in two games and Ryan Kent doesn't have that at Rangers there's nobody else coming on that comes in and really grabs a jersey scores goals takes people on Ryan Kent's the, the only one that they're looking to do it three times a week and and I do think it is a little bit unfair at the, the expectation and the demand just on him to pr- produce all the time I think he needs a bit of help from his teammates he needs a clarity the recruitment's going to be massive in January um, we're going to take a break but will GVB be there? You know what is going to happen? Big win last night. What would have happened if they didn't? And if they win at the weekend, which you would expect them to win at St Mirren, and that's no disrespect to them, then what's going to happen over the World Cup break? We're going to talk about that and more after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney. Stephen McGinn and Andy Walker. Your calls are coming in 0808 17 17 700 and you can also join the conversation at Go Football Show on your socials. And thanks for making the switch. There's over 6 million people who've got hits on YouTube and over 2 million downloads to the show. So thanks for making the switch. We're on from 5 every evening. And tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here with Mark Guidi as we look forward to the weekend. We're looking back at last night, Dundee United 4-0 win against Kilmarnock. Kelly fans, what are you thinking? Big game for you this weekend. And it's against Hibs at home. And Hibs, obviously, five out of six defeats for them. Although we'll talk about the manager in a moment or two who's making a, a proud boast. And, and why not? Lee Johnson. Uh, elsewhere, last night, St Mirren, St Johnson 2-2. Rangers 1-0 against Hearts. Malik Tillman. And Celtic winning 2-1 at Motherwell. Kayogo and Maeda. And Ross Tierney scoring, what, with five minutes to go at Motherwell. How is your brother Paul McGinn? Obviously, he's got an injury, is it? 
Yeah, um, we were a bit worried the way obviously total accidental Robert Snodgrass fell in, fell into him and when you're watching I'm just watching on my laptop and, and the way he was down the way he walked off it was pretty worrying especially when it's a knee but thankfully structurally he's okay and he's it's, it's, that's never a good time to get injured but with the with the break coming up it's uh, it's not bad hopefully he won't miss too much football Of course and brother John tonight Villa in action against Manchester United Yeah looking forward to it um, He's obviously having his, his first week, um, first couple of weeks yeah. with Unai Emery. And yeah, looking forward to the game. They obviously beat them at the weekend and tough ass to go again and beat them the same week. But uh, why not? I'm looking forward to it. So many big scalps have gone, haven't they, in the Carabao Cup? But all the London, the biggest clubs in London are out. Yeah, and I wouldn't put it past Villa to go to Old Trafford and get something. I haven't seen the, the starting team yet, but hopefully John will John. be playing and uh, will show up uh, again because he's... He's got. I mean, it wasn't that long ago they were talking about the potential of Man United uh, looking at him. He, he made such an impact initially when he went down there. So, um, great stage for him to play on. For sure. Um, Turkey, you, are you going to the game? Are you covering it next week? I'm covering it for Sky yeah. next week um, and looking forward to it just to do an international and uh, and then the World Cup will start. We'll see what games are on then. But um, yeah, looking forward to Scotland game and it's, a, it's an interesting squad even without... The, the Celtic names that's right and John will be looking forward to that uh, yeah it always is to, to prefer Scotland I'm not really a, it's like a reminder of what we could have had when you, you're uh, thinking about Scotland sure. meeting up yeah. uh, the week of a World Cup starting so yeah uh, but yeah he's I think he's on the hunt now with, the, with how many caps he can get so uh. every game every game's a cup final for him now what's he at 52 I think 50, 50. the Ireland one was 50 so right. I think so. it's the 52nd cap with a you know a bit of good fortune and injury free, could easily get up to a hundred. He could, couldn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's got the ability. Sure. And we've got the games to to play. So if he stays injury free, yeah, I'm I think sure he'll get every every time this friendly's announced. I think he's wanting to play Turkey three times next week. That's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? But you're right. What a pity we're not in Qatar. Yeah. But we'll be keeping you up to date. Uh, the program will be on um, a shorter edition, but we'll tell you about that later. We'll tell you that tomorrow. We're doing a one hour. Every night during the World Cup. From Qatar. From Qatar. (laughs) From the Qatar um, end of the new Gorbals. (laughs) Or is it the Gorbals? Somebody came on and said it's the Gorbals. Coming from the heart of Glasgow. Glasgow's own. Last night Celtic went to the heart of Motherwell and had a 2-1 win. The manager said maybe not their best performance so far this season, but he praised Matt O'Reilly. Matty did really well. You know, he's playing a different role for us, but we know he's creative in that front third and, um, yeah, showed great sort of determination to win the ball back and, and react to make sure that, you know, he kept the ball alive and great ball across and Kyogre was where he wanted to be so um, even though we got the goal we still didn't you know, start the way we want to start but uh, and a bit more about uh, Matt O'Reilly he's played a lot um, as well um, we haven't kind of given him a breather but the stretch of games will really help him I think you know when we get Callum back and we can push him up the park I think he'll have benefited from the experience of playing um, a little deeper and uh, it'll mean he's more effective uh, in that front third um, come second half of the year Andy, Matt O'Reilly, the way it's going, could he be a contender for player of the season? I know it's far too early to talk about, but as we come towards the end of this year, Matt O'Reilly, what a find. Yeah, I think he's just been absolutely terrific and I know there was a bit of interest in him from some of the bigger English clubs, but Celtic stepped in, did a a really good piece of business there and you can see the effect that he's having on the team. He can play further forward, he can play in that uh, withdrawn role given that Callum McGregor uh, is injured. I think he is more effective a bit further forward and um, yeah he's still got a lot to offer 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary the potential the boy's got. He's not even been at Celtic full 12 months. And um, as Andy said, he is better up the park, but the importance of him to Celtic and, and the trust that manager's got, and I, th- I think he's only just finished qualifying for the Denmark under-21s. Uh, and Andy's lost Callum McGregor and he's, and he's trusted Matt O'Reilly, who, who, had, who didn't always play the 90 minutes. He was always one of the ones that maybe went off for a turnbull. But now he's really stepped up and he's... And he's the one that's steering the ship in that midfield while Callum McGregor's out. Here is David Turnbull speaking about last night's game. It was a tough game. We created some chances, but not as much as we normally do. But sometimes you get you get days like that. But it's about grinding out the result. And the boys done that in the end, and it's a great three points. It's a fair word, the grinding out the result. Here is David Turnbull speaking about the competition in the Celtic squad. Yeah, it's great. It's good for all the lads. Competition's always good for everybody, and it's about performing when you get your chance. And if you're coming on games or starting games, it's about um, impacting them. And all the boys are doing that at the moment. Andy, David Turnbull. I I think he's got great ability. I think he gives you something different from midfield. I think he's got a real threat, a real goal-scoring threat from the middle of the park. And of course, he's he's pass, he's crossfield pass last night for Maida. Uh, I mean, Stephen was mentioning the first touch, and it was pretty special. But what a ball for him to to pick out the weight of it was just perfect and it allowed my dad just to take it first time and, and get that vital second goal because you did think that Motherwell were getting you know one or two chances at that time Celtic needed the two goal cushion to see it through Would Ian Crocs describe it as a peach maybe of a pass? <laughs> <laughs> no he wouldn't he's a yeah. great commentator uh, that's what happens if you don't same with Rangers just one up anything can happen as the game goes on deeper in towards the 96th minute you never know what's going to happen yeah, well, and Celtic had been to Motherwell a few weeks previous yeah. in the League Cup and they were pretty devastating. Um, but it should, just shows you that they're human as well. They can have a night where they maybe don't stop every cross. They, they let more balls come into the box than usual than last night, I felt. And um, they, they, they looked... I didn't think they were ever in danger of losing losing the game. But as you say, at 1-0, Motherwell kept winning fouls in Celtic's own half and they just kept putting the ball in there and I actually thought a couple of times uh, Carol Staffelt in particular had a few brilliant headers when I mean Motherwell were putting it right in the, in the middle of the box and I thought he, he kind of stepped up to the mark to, to see Celtic over the line One of our callers Stephen who has been in the studio Stephen Reside was on a few nights ago and he was just saying the lack of strike power everyone talks about Van Veen uh, How was Louis Molt last night? I know he came really close Yeah, it was, it, well obviously you don't need me to tell you how good he was in his first spell at Motherwell, but um, he was he was excellent when he came on on Saturday, uh, Sunday at Tynecastle, and um, he was good again last night. And if they can keep him fit, they've got a top striker in the hands. And I mean, Paul speaks about Van Veen all the time, but his potential and how good he can be. And when he's his best, Motherwell usually win. But um, they've probably got that wee option of maybe going with two strikers. I know it's not uh, a common theme throughout sure. the league, but. Um, they are they are struggling to win those tight games, and it might be that maybe the two strikers get some sees them over the line and helps them get more points. What a great reaction when he came on! I mean, he's a real crowd favourite. Yeah. I thought Van Bain was a man, but uh, Louis Moult when he came on, what he got a terrific reception and he almost scored with that uh, that header. Bit unlucky to see it bounce over. Anyone else that caught your eye from the Motherwell team, Andy? Uh, um, I, I just liked the way they were set up and I, I thought uh, Lamy and uh, Mugabe were good before he went off Penny I think is a yeah. really decent player and he's got a lot to offer McKinstry and they've got a better seem to have a better um, a better balance in their team I mean I keep comparing it to what I saw at the start of the season when they lost to Sligo maybe 
they were just taking their time to get into the season. But I thought Motherwell were going to be in for a really, a really tough time. But they're playing decent stuff, but they're not getting results, and they are getting dragged down into that bottom three, bottom four, and. Um, you know, they need to start getting some some victories. I think Stevie Hamill will be looking to obviously get enough points between now and January opening that they don't get dragged down down to the bottom. But I, I do think Stevie Hamill took took over quite close to the end of the first transfer window this season. So they they are a bit short. I think they know they're a bit short for, for how they're looking to play. But there was actually a moment last night, um, probably just sitting beside Paul, uh, Motherwell winning the ball back and Joe Hart's quite far out his goal. Mm. And so Slattery's... And, uh, Paul, it was a right. It was a right it was attempt. A, uh, Paul said, "If there's one guy in the squad, you actually won that to fall to from this." Nice. Slattery said he's got that, and he actually didn't connect. And it was quite a big. I think I think it was maybe 0 0 in the game, or maybe yeah. Celtic had just scored. And yeah. it's been those kind of moments. I know it's saying a shot for the halfway line sure. a, a moment, but Joe Hart was so far out his goal yeah. um, as he tends to be. And if you get a loose ball, because it actually came from a loose pass for Greg Taylor. Yeah. And he knew what he was doing immediately, Straight but away, as you yeah. say, he didn't. The execution. He didn't uh, get the execution. Could have been a Beckham style moment. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Long range entertainment. That's what the fans want. What about Motherwell? Um, not happy, Stevie Hamill, with the Celtic second goal. How did you feel about it? Andy mentioned it earlier on. What was your take on it, the, the throw in just before it? Well, I, I thought I thought that Penny could have thrown the ball to his team without yeah. getting it anywhere near Haksimanovic. Mm-hmm. And. Haksibanovic doesn't make any attempt at all to, to stop him throwing it he literally throws it off him I think he's if he could he'd have tried to get out of the way and it results in a in a Celtic goal I think if you chop that off it's the pay, I mean yeah, it's a pure throw in yeah. he should a bogey do better and I'm sitting I was sitting in the home end quite a lot of the home fans mm. uh, round us were saying why is he needed to throw it like that mm. I mean because it was a quick th- yeah. throw in they were taking yeah. An opportunity to get the ball in the box again and he just didn't throw it properly at all. I heard them in the Beeb last night and they were saying, yeah, well, maybe the fact that he'd just come on the pitch. Well, the two of them were yeah. going for the ball. One of them goes off the pitch. You come back on. Yeah. And then when I saw it afterwards, he made no attempt, yeah. as you said, to interfere with it. And what about the Rangers game then? I see they were saying uh, with Cholak, the handball. Again, I don't think there was anything he could do. What was your take on that, Paul? Um, I don't think that's. I don't think me personally, it's a penalty. But the way football's going, and since VAR came in, I think it's a penalty. If that makes sense. Yeah. I watched the uh, Liver, uh, Livingston versus Aberdeen game the other night, um, and I watched it on Livy TV. And it was a couple of, for a couple of the penalties. There wasn't any claims. There wasn't anything in my head that yeah. I thought that could be a penalty. And now we're going to VAR, yep. and there's three penalties in a game. And I don't understand. Going back to the penalty Celtic got at Livingston, the penalty Dundee United got at Celtic Park, I don't understand how they can all be penalties and the Hearts penalty is not a penalty. It doesn't make sense to me. I think we're looking for incidents here and I think it's so difficult now to be a defender. Mm. I mean, if you are defending a really good quality cross, sometimes it just goes over your head. Where do you want your hands to be when you're stretching with your whole body and if it's at the side and someone headers it from behind you eh, to give a penalty for that I understand people are talking about well it's the law Um, it is really it's a horrible law to enforce and it's a horrible law to go and look for because we I think we're being guilty now of re-refereeing some of the games and it's not the referee it's the VAR official and I touched on that earlier Andy so you were at the, the Leeds United game 
Mm. What was VAR like there? Because you could hear VAR in your headset. Well, yeah. I thought you had a really strong referee because mm -hmm. not only did you get the seven goals, which obviously were all checked, but there were potential red cards, there were potential penalty kick incidents. They were looked at in the space of 10 seconds and it was decided we'll just go with the referee on the pitch. And you've still got controversy because, you know, maybe the fans and and uh, maybe some of the Leeds United uh, uh, Bournemouth mm -hmm. officials would look mm -hmm. at it, but you had a strong referee in the pitch and there was none of this three, four minutes that we saw at, uh, you know, Petordre last week, for example. Just madness and to is go this, looking for it. Is this teething problems or is it going to become the established norm? I think what you're seeing is, I think VAR is exposing how poor some of the referees in the middle are. Stephen, I know you're still playing, so we have to watch. You're not referring to any individual I th referee. I think I think we need to draw a line in the sand with handball. I think we yeah. need to... I mean, stuff like like the, the, the Hearts penalty uh, claim last night, if it touches a hand in the box and that's what they're given, they all need to be given. Mm. Or they, they start to have a wee bit of common sense and think, right, that's a total accidental... Yeah. These hands... I know his hands are up, but they're connected to his chest. Yeah. Um, this is not, it's not helping the game. It's no. not helping it as a spectacle. And it's certainly not helping if if you're in the stadium and you don't really know what is going on. It's, um, it's not good. It's not a good look. Alan's been on the socials at Go Football show saying it's taking the joy out of the game. It's supposed to be entertainment and you're um, standing, it's getting colder, it was wet. I'm sure it has for yeah. a, a few yeah. people that are paying good money and want to... We've got so many teams in the Scottish Premiership that like to play at a, a really good pace and when you're getting, oh, hang on a minute, we're just going to check that. All right, it's nothing, let's go. Or hang on a minute, we'll look at it for four minutes. Yeah. And uh, it's not a good look in these early early weeks. Well, every Monday we do our VAR, our GAR with Joe Junk and it's always plenty to talk about with Mark and Barry and this Monday as well. We'll find out what it is before the World Cup break. Ange Postacoglu speaking about last night and also wanting to finish this first part of the season in, in strong fashion. We've got to finish strong, you know, that's that's the key. You know, we've had a really, our league form's been outstanding in this period considering you know, European commitments and so many games, the fact that we've, been so good is, is a credit to the lads but we've got to make sure we finish strong on Saturday Strong on Saturday is what they're looking for can Rangers catch them what do you think Stephen seven points in it uh, no I don't think so I think there's there's a there's a levels between a level between the teams at the minute I think um, I think unless Rangers do seriously good business in January that um, the lead will get extended not reduced but the financial figures were good yesterday and you would imagine that the money, some of the surplus would be spent on players on January. It will be massive for them. Well, uh, potentially, if there's going to be some... I mean, you wondered whether uh, they could get rid of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. That would cost a lot of money if they wanted to make a change. Him and his coaching staff and then getting another manager in, his coaching staff, and then giving him a budget. Mm. Um and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has already said there, there's been no great budget to, to look at so um, I'm not convinced they'll be doing a lot of business in the in the January window and I agree with Stephen I just think there's a you, you talk about the amount of options that uh, Celtic have even in yeah. the wide areas yeah. if you just look at that one position mm. and as Stephen mentioned earlier you know Ryan Kent has been asked to go time and time again 
uh, to to play and be a match winner, and he's got that potential, but he's not getting the rest that some of the the Celtic uh, players, Celtic wide players, have had. Yeah, Forrest came on hat trick, and then a goal in his next game, and then you know he's benched in the next one. Okay, what do you think? Give us a call. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. You can call Andy and Stephen. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. World Cup time coming. No Scottish involvement, but quite a number of players here in Scotland who will be going. So the squad came out for the USA. Cameron Carter Vickers is there. Borna Barrett for Croatia and Josip Juranovic as well no Antonio Cholak um, Cameron Carter-Vickers no surprise there Stephen how highly do you rate the Celtic stand-in captain? Yeah he's been an unbelievable signing um, absolutely key to the way Celtic play um, they play a really high line and it's, it's, it's that new way that um, the top managers around Europe are wanting to play right up at the halfway line and um, sometimes man for man and he's so quick strong and even now with the armband he's, he's going up again um, be, become vital for Celtic you know he's one of those he's almost the one player on the team I, I don't think Celtic can afford to lose I think that's a great point Andy would you agree? You he's, he's shown yeah. leadership qualities I think in the absence of Callum McGregor and uh, the only time I've seen him in trouble was the St Mirren game uh, sorry not the St Mirren game the uh, Livingston game when uh, Newbury had yep. a sort of physical uh, battle with him. I haven't seen him really, uh, you know, losing out in many physical battles, but Nubly gave him a, a bit of a hard time. But Celtic come through it in the, the 1-3-0. He will love going to the World Cup up against England, up against Harry Kane, uh, up against Wins. the Welsh. Exactly. And yep. you saw Dylan Levitt last night yeah. scoring yep. for United. He's Good going to the World for him. Cup. So, so yeah. Fantastic uh, stuff. What a great experience. John Hartson called up as well for the ITV team. So he was on the other night. Good John man. will be on his way there to Qatar. Um, we did hear from CCV the other day speaking about the seven-point gap. This is before the games yesterday, but of course it is still a seven-point gap. Yeah, no, I mean, of course we're aware of it. It's hard not to be, but I think obviously since the manager's been in here, you know, we've we've only really focused on our performances and, and what we're doing, and I think that's what we'll continue to do. And he spoke about his own fitness. He was out a few weeks ago, but he's back. Yeah, no, I'm feeling good. You know, with the amount of games we have, sometimes it can be difficult to, to fully recover and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I'm feeling good and, and um, just trying to help the team in, in any way I can. So he is in there. James Sands wasn't called up. I think he came close, Stephen, but just didn't maybe quite do enough to be in the USA team. Yeah, and he's probably, um, I think in America, he'll be seen as a midfielder. I yeah, don't think him covering at centre-half will have helped his, his, um, his own situation for getting in the, the tournament. But he's probably one of the Rangers players that's um, got pass marks for the season. I think he's filled in out of position well, gives it everything, um, always shows for the ball. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you get to that World Cup time, even now, the boys that are going, it must be a, a really strange feeling when you're so close to a once in a lifetime for some of them opportunity and you've still got another round of fixtures to go. So, strange feeling, and they all want to come through injury free. Borna Barisic, of course, is going. He gave his reaction uh, to being included in the squad and he'll be playing for Croatia. The big call up. Yes, I'm very happy, very proud. Uh, that's one of the dreams, dreams come true. That I'm going to World Cup to represent my country, my uh, family. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud. I want to uh, thank you, to say thank you to the club, to teammates, staff, everyone the, around the Rangers because I will represent the Rangers and they uh, helped me a lot to achieve this. Andy, can that give him a boost, the boost that he needs? He's been a bit better. I mean, he yeah. was shell-shocked after the Celtic game, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I think he was, but uh, and I, I think you're right. He'd lost his form, but he's come back. I think he looks really strong now, uh, back to his best. Good set up for the goal last night, and um, just to have that to look forward to the the World Cup. I mean, you want to try and peak and be at the best for your country. I think that's maybe why you're seeing an uplift in some of his uh, his play. And um, I think he's got so much to offer. I mean, what a sweet left peg he's got the amount of times that you see either Tavernier crossing it in and Barisic is coming into the box or more often than not it's Barisic crossing it and Tavernier on the end of a of a ball two really good fullbacks. What do you see when you see Borna Barisic as a defender yourself? Um, I think I, I'm a bit split with Barisic because he has I mean, I mean I think the Celtic game last year a 3-0 game and then the 1-4-0 I mean those games make or break you at that top level here. They they, they almost define you uh, at times when, when they go bad or, or go well. But even last night, as as well as Ryan Kent does, that was vintage Barisic. Um, he's not just throwing the ball into an area. He's picked um, Tillman out. And I know they've spent a lot of money bringing Ridvan in to, to challenge him or to replace him. And um, he's held on to that jersey um, quite easily, quite comfortably. And I think that shows that eventually when he does move on that they are big shoes to fill Quite if, yeah. do you know maybe it helped you know so, I mean I, I know that Rangers probably thought your Maz will come in he'll be the number one they might be able to to get a bit of money for Barisic but you know someone coming in threatening your position maybe he's, he's thought right I'll show everyone what I can do get back to my best and I totally accept Stephen's point about the big games against Celtic where he's looked you know, out of sorts, and he's been guilty of, uh, you know, giving away goals, letting a bad in. Um, I think uh, famously for a couple of goals, but I think he's a quality player. Yeah, and no, I, I think that's why he's still there as well. I think that just to, for the next level, I think teams are maybe worried about that defensive, defensively, that defending the back stick. But there's no question the quality. I mean, he's he's assist record must be be right up there for a fullback over the years he's been at Rangers. But he was caught out, wasn't he, on Sunday? Uh, the second goal since you were both last on of course with the weekend and Celtic winning Rangers losing on Sunday and night after night people were calling in about it with some really impassioned uh, Rangers fans uh, most famously James who was on I think Monday night or Tuesday night and when you look at it Andy when you look at players like Borna Barisic you probably thought he would have been gone a year and a half ago mm. Ryan Kent you know when they had maybe 12 million from yeah. Leeds it didn't happen Morelos Lille 15 million apparently in the summer of 2020 mm. They won the title that year, so maybe it could be justified. But you do get the feeling that of that team, the Steven Gerrard team, there's players there. Conor Goldson, I know he re-signed, but at the last moment, people that you'd have imagined to move on, but they're still there. And I think that's what you've got to do when you are a huge club stuck in a country where the you know the earning potential is limited. You have to get people like uh, like Bassey, like Aribo, mm. spot them, bring them in fatten them up sell them on for a huge profit Celtic have been doing it for years and I think Rangers have they've missed a trick with uh, Morelos and with Kent I totally get it they could have a change of heart and sign new contracts uh, tomorrow if they wanted but uh, on the other hand they could get to January and sign for another club but we saw something of the old Ryan Kent last night what about Morelos has he still got it for Rangers Stephen what do you think I, I mean, be foolish to write him off. Or, um, he's been a huge player for Rangers over the last few years, but I do think he is. I mean, Ryan Kent, 
Ryan Kent would be a tough one to replace. Um, if there was a chance of getting Ryan Kent to, to stay on, you'd be foolish, I think, not to have a serious look at it. Morellas and Rangers, it looks like, I think it's the right time for, for both to, to part ways. I think Morellas to get his career really going again and, and Rangers move on. And Joel Lack's been a good signing for them, but I think they'll be looking for another striker to bring in as well. When, when Morellas was at his best, he looked lean, he looked fit, he looked hungry. And what a player he was, scoring goals regularly in Europe, scoring goals pretty much every week in the Scottish Premiership. And I think now he could do with some fitness work, he could do with some conditioning. Doesn't look sharp and um, I don't know if he's focused. Do you think he looks focused to you? Because the Rangers fans now, having loved him for years and with good cause, I think now the love affair is over. He'd have to do something very quickly. Wandy just spoke about um, how Barisic has reacted yeah. to, to um, Yomaz coming in and it's almost it's looked like to be the opposite with Cholak um, I don't know what goes on inside Monday to Friday but he hasn't been coming on as a sub thinking I'm going to show you I'm, I'm the main man here He's it looks a wee bit like he's gave up that main striker jersey pretty easy uh, I know Cholak's been great he's top goal scorer in the league but I, I expected Morelis to be more kind of at it than he has been um, and, I, and I do think it is the right time for them to move on It's going to be some game this weekend Is that your match Andy? Looking forward to it Should be a good one Submarn at home They fancy their chances against anyone don't they? What time do you kick off? Uh, half twelve On which channel? <laughs> Sky That's a thousand pounds please Andy <laughs> For the commercial department No it's going to be some game St Mirren uh, against Rangers Here's Borna Barisic Looking forward to that game St Mirren away Tough game again Only three points will matter and that will be the most important now we need to recover quick in two days and we will be very focused and very motivated to take three points and make us at least happy in last two games uh, and then after after World Cup go again yep they'll be very focused so too the manager looking forward to the game this weekend we have two days to prepare we have to recover well eat well sleep well and uh, make sure on 12.30 we, uh, we are there again to, uh, to get three points Andy you've been over the course in football winning just about everything you've got a great career in media what do you hear when you hear GVB how much must he be looking forward to well I was going to say five o'clock uh, half past two on Saturday if he can get three points yeah you need to get the three points and then he can he can take a breath and then they can reassess what's happened in the early months of the season I'm sure discussions are already taking place about the potential for doing business in January that could be a really uh, crucial month I still think Celtic are streets ahead in terms of the depth and quality of the squad you look at the bench uh, last night that Celtic had at uh, Fir Park and when you can bring on Haksabanovic and Yakimakis and Turnbull and Maida um, that's a bit of quality and uh, there, there's still others there that can you know Ralston and Burnaby can can take over as fullbacks. everyone uh, has been contributing to Celtic being at the top of the league and that's all piling pressure on GVB and he spoke about it this week well it's hardly not to to be aware of it you know I don't live in a in, in a basement so it's for me it's obviously you know it's for everyone to see for myself as well the, the only thing is I can focus on my my performance with the team and to focus on winning games that's all that matters you know 
I know how it works in football. You know, I'm 47. I've been here for for many years to know how it works. So for me, that's that's you know that's not a problem at all. Of course, I can turn it around. Well, otherwise, I'm not sitting here. Andy, what did you feel when you heard those comments? Um, I don't really get the accusation that he's not a committed or his body language isn't quite right. I think any guy like Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who can take a Ranger squad to a UEFA Cup final, I think he's a smart guy, I think he's a clever coach, and also to get them Champions League money. I know that the Champions League football has been a huge letdown and a huge disappointment and maybe embarrassing in, in some ways, but for Rangers to have got access to Champions League money to get to a Europa League final under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. That's a guy who knows what he's doing. Plenty to talk about in the next hour as we build up to the weekend. News is next with Sophie. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.com. Let's go! So last night, Dundee United beating Kilmarnock 4-0, Celtic winning 2-1 at Motherwell, Matt O'Reilly probably man of the match, Rangers 1-0 against Hearts, Malik Tillman, and great work by Ryan Kent and Borna Barisic, and St Mirren, St Johnson 2-2, former St Mirren star is with us, Stephen McGinn. Stephen, that was a late, late goal by St Johnson after a brilliant second goal for St Mirren uh, how will your old teammates feel? Yeah we're a real sore one um, I think it's, it's one of those it's actually one of those goals that you can't really trace back and say uh, we could have stopped that it was, mm. it was pretty special for Nicky Clark and, but obviously I live in Renfrewshire speak to a lot of St Mirren fans and they've been speaking to the pride of their home record and how good they've been at home and when St Johnson had the player sent off and, and St Mirren scored that late goal from Mark O'Hara you think oh, they've done it again another big home win and so I saw one timing of it uh, and just that that goal takes him from joint third right down to eighth it's just right. uh, yeah. it's crazy how, how football can work that way on the same points on the, as St Johnson but they've slipped out of the, the top six Celtic on 39 after the 14 Rangers on 32 Aberdeen on 22 after that very tough result for them uh, the other night Livy on 22 Hearts on 20 St Johnson on 20 and uh, you've got the rest of the table there as well St Mirren on 20 um, Motherwell stay on 16 Kelly drop to the bottom alongside Dundee United but I think they're on the bottom and uh, Ross County on 15 what a turnaround the two Saints Andy it's quite a comeback isn't it by St Johnson Nicky Clark discuss great I mean uh, not only is he Playing really well. I think he's bringing a lot more out of Stevie May. I think you're seeing the development of a, a good partnership there, a good understanding, two willing workers, uh, two guys that are really important for the team and two guys that can score. Yeah, they just make all the difference. I mean, to get that goal out of nothing last night with practically the last kick of the ball, it's a vital point for St Johnston. 
Ange Postacoglu speaking last night after the 2-1 win at Fair Park. We had to work hard for it. It wasn't uh, our best performance of the year. We, uh, it was a bit of a grind today and uh, yeah, we never really got a rhythm. Credit to Motherwell. Uh, they worked hard, disrupt us and um, yeah, we just didn't start the game well and we sort of seemed to be struggling with it for the rest of the sort of period. But um, yeah, good to get a win. Celtic still seven points clear because Rangers the one goal victory against Hearts and that could have been a tough game. I think it was a difficult game, but here is the manager. Take three points after the loss on the, on the weekend. We need to, you know, go back to winning ways. Today we did against Hearts again a, a tough game, but I think we, you know, we we gave everything today to uh, to create chances. I think first half we created some some good chances. In transition moments, I think we should have uh, damaged them more with the space we we got, but. Uh, Really happy with the, with the win, big win for us. Two days to prepare to go to the next game on Saturday. But uh, of course, you know, to get three points today is very positive. And Andy will be on that game on Saturday, 12.30. It's great when all the games are on the same day, isn't it? We love that. Great. And you've got games. one late at night, the yeah. Aberdeen Dundee United one, where they're looking for another big crowd. I think there will be as well some great. brilliant uh, attendances, aren't there? Yep. So there should be, what, maybe 14,000 there? Yeah, at the maybe Tordry. more. Yeah. yeah, maybe more. Higher, 15, 16,000. <laughs> Aberdeen, Dundee United at six. St Mirren Rangers half past 12 and then Celtic against Ross County. There'll be, what, the 58, 60,000 there. At three, Hearts against Livingston, Kilmarnock against Hibs and then St Johnson against Motherwell. Do you want a stat on VAR? Yeah, because VAR is one of the things we talked about it a lot and you could go through almost every game. Yeah, so but... What, he, what's, what well, just in, in yeah. penalties alone, there were 17 penalties in the first 63 games pre-VAR. Okay, so that was for the first couple of months, right? Yeah. Yep. And there's been 14 in the 24 since. No. I mean, yeah. that's why I think it is so difficult to be a defender just now because you're trying to defend clearly. You're going up for crosses. Uh, your your hand can be in a very natural mm. position because our bodies move and uh, you're getting punished. It's a horrible rule. So what does that tell us, right? 17 penalties in the first 63 games, right? Yep. Up until just a few weeks ago. And then 14 in the three weeks. 24 in the, games. In the 24 games. 24 since. games. That tells us that, well, either the refereeing has been rubbish and so many things have been missed, no harm to referees, and who would be a referee? Well, we're looking for it now and we're, we're trying to... You're trying to justify VAR almost. I think we're re-refereeing games. And I think some of the time that it's taken, I think the one that we all look at at uh, Petaudry for the Hibs penalty where yeah. I just don't think it's a penalty. Mm. And it takes you, well, apparently it took from the uh, the whistle blowing to the actual mm. award. It was something like seven or eight minutes. Mm. It's just too long. And it's unfair in the referees, isn't it? The referees are being sort of neutered. Who's in charge? Because Who's in charge? I think that's yeah. a great question yeah. because, uh, as I mentioned last week, we had a strong referee in the middle of the park for Leeds, gave a lot of contentious decisions, but VAR didn't want to interfere. The reason being, nothing was outrageous. Yeah. He just had a strong view and there was nothing outrageous and he didn't even go over to the monitor uh, once. And, uh, you know, I think if referees can be a bit stronger in the middle of the park and then if they've really missed a, a, an absolute sitter of a decision, then by all means, go to VAR. Stephen, what do you think? That That's a bit, I mean, when Andy says it in black and white, it's pretty alarming numbers in terms of how high... And it's not like they've gone from 
the penalties for uh, holding at corners or something yeah. that we might have missed. We, we, as I said, I watched the Livingston Aberdeen game. I think if no penalties are given in that game, I don't think the, the managers or fans go out that stadium thinking, how have I not, we have not had a penalty today? But I'm wondering, Stephen, if you're a manager, if you're a coach, what are you saying to any defender when you get inside the box? It's almost as if you need to say to them, Listen, you need to make a tackle, you can't keep backing off into the box. As soon as you get into the box, you're in trouble because someone can just fire it at you and you'll get a penalty. And I, I I don't know what coaches and managers are saying to their defenders. I think it's so difficult. Well, I, I said, I mean, you're watching obviously the, the premierships at the, the top level of the country. I, I'm saying to our boys, we don't have the, the luxury of VAR at the minute. Um, maybe a good thing, maybe not. Um, but one of the things I'm saying is because handball handball such a hot topic, and what you're seeing penalties given for we'd be foolish not to claim for it every time the ball hits yeah. a hand in the box sure, sure. please claim we'll all claim Stephen I'm sure you will at me as a player I am not interested in making the referee's life easy yeah. I want to give him a hard time I want him to give me everything give my team everything and you'll be on at him the whole time now with VAR I mean there's an abdication I think of some responsibility make a strong decision on the pitch and if it's outrageous it can get turned over we, we are, you're playing for your livelihood you're playing for win bonuses mm-hmm. if we win 1-0 a contentious handball decision you're up the road happy you've got your you've got your win bonus you've got your three points and as I said I don't think the penalties that are getting given for handball I think we need to draw a line in the sand and say if it's an obvious handball yep. everyone's blatantly stopped well that would shot. be ideal but they're not going to do that they're not going to do a, that it's a law of the game and they're applying the law I think the law is pretty much the, the problem but we are we are looking for penalties now, it seems. So, Stephen, what what it might become is um, uh, we used to have a, a my manager, old manager Nigel Clough, and he was obsessed with getting the balls into the strikers' feet in the box. Mm-hmm. Football might be so about getting it into the box with the with the handball. Well, mm-hmm. if you get that into that yeah. area, mm-hmm. a bit firing about, you're just as uh, well a chance as creating a chance as getting a penalty. Yeah, and players on the pitch can miss it, but I've seen I've been to the presentation. You've got and nothing, no criticism of the replay officials. They're winding everything back, mm-hmm. and it's them that bring it to the attention of the the video assistant referee. That's that's a handball there. It's an, an unnatural position. Do we need that? And that and that's no, re- no, exactly. That's, I don't yeah. think so. No, that's the re-refing you're talking about. Yeah. If if the referee says, "Can you have a look at that?" I wasn't sure about that. And he, and he says, no, I think you were right, or I think you were wrong. That's what you're, you're not wanting the game to be going on 30 seconds and then him, I think you might have missed something there. Yeah, It's quite a discussion point, isn't it? And the fans are getting... I mean, you're standing there, the game's going now, what, 96, 97, 98 minutes, uh, and it's becoming so contentious. But you're right, in the Livy, the Aberdeen game, nobody was bothered, nobody expected mm-hmm. anything. The ball had gone up the pitch, at the <laughs> other end, it was an attack. Yeah, and, and the Livingston fullback gets booked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah, and it, and it still counts. Uh-huh. Well, um, you get booked because it's apparently an effort at goal and you've stopped it right. from getting to the target. So but not deliberately. To, no, but but you f- need to be booked. Well, they are saying it is deliberate. We'll have to get, the, get that. You're making it unnatural. Chop off the arms. It's, it's the only it's way. Absurd. So you're getting booked yeah. for that, but then Craig Gordon doesn't get his, a yellow card yeah. for of course. stopping the goal. Yeah. Going, ah. Well, there was an abdication mm. of yeah. responsibility. Mm. Make a strong decision doesn't matter if it's Craig Gordon yeah. we all know he's a great keeper and he's he's the top man for Scotland but 
can still yellow get a card bit. and he's, exactly. he's off. Yeah, sure. And that was a, a, a huge thing. What about Lee Johnson today? He's saying that he would expect to to still challenge near the top. What was he saying this afternoon? Yeah, well, I, th- I think he said about Hibs only finishing three or f- uh, third three or four times in the last 35 years. And he's saying that um, they need to be finishing at least, uh, look to finish at least third and they need to change the mentality. But um, I think until you're sitting third clear and, and you've already established third that you can start to talk like that, I think... Um, I think the bottom of the form table for the last five games. So, um, it, it's, I, I, I caught a bit of Hibs the other night, and I thought they they were well beaten. Um, wasn't wasn't expecting that at all. I thought they were really good up at Petardry for about forty minutes, and then lost a the goal and totally changed the way they were playing. So, um, he also said as well that the Hibs team have got a soft underbelly, and I think he's right to highlight that. And I, I quite like when you see Hibs Hearts. Aberdeen yep. challenging under I think we all accept Celtic Rangers are yep. streets ahead miles ahead but to see the big city clubs find that out for the yeah. European spots I think it's a good look for the table it sure is Aberdeen great very good home form away from home though it's just been a, a different story I see Willie Miller was uh, saying Jim Goodwin you'd be looking for a bit more uh, of Aberdeen away from home and I think he's yeah. putting together a decent team I you think there's like a them, bit yeah. more to mm-hmm. come I think they're adventurous I think they take risks um, and you talk about home form I mean I'm looking at some of the stats for St Mirren they've been at home mm-hmm. they've been Ross County Hibs Celtic Livy Dundee United they've got a couple of draws in, in the last seven so that's seven home games they've been unbeaten they're really strong there and I think more importantly for a club like St Mirren when you're taking that amount of points off the the teams that apparently should be around you if you're trying to get away from trouble it's one of the reasons why they're they're pushing for the top six Did you enjoy playing on the pitch there? It's good that they've got the the actual surface at at Paisley Yes, it's been a brilliant pitch ever since he moved in Um, it's funny the home record's good for the first couple of years we could hardly win there Um, had to get all our points away from home we felt it was almost from moving from Love Street where it was a disaster for the away teams to come we felt like they enjoyed this new state state of the art stadium um, but I think with the the fans singing section there and uh, they took a stance in the summer to say that they wanted the home experience to be better against Celtic Rangers and um, they would play their part and buy tickets and turn up but greater numbers to, to make up the difference and I think they were vindicated um, that day against Celtic um, not giving up both ends of the stadium I know it upsets yeah. people not selling it out but you've got to go with what the, the home fans want and um, they'll be looking to take another scalp again on Saturday and I think we'll speak to some fans I think they're glad that it's at home and not away from home It's going to be a what is full house? At, at the ground 8,000 8,000 see there was just over 8,000 last night uh, Borna Barisic has been speaking about the game this weekend St Mirren St Mirren away tough game again only three points will matter and that will be the most important now we need to recover quick in two days and we will be very focused and very motivated to take three points and make us at least happy in last two games uh, and then after after World Cup go again how do you think Rangers will shape up for this game, away game against St Mirren? Um, not a great deal of options and I think when you've won a difficult one at home you would tend to uh, stick with that uh, same team. I think Cholak is now the undisputed number one striker. I don't know if you can trust Morelos to to be focused, to be fit, to be sharp. He doesn't look that way. He looks like a player who's just 
struggling to to get back to his best form. You've obviously got Ryan Kent, who they'll mm-hmm. look to again to be the potential uh, match winner. You know, creating a bit of magic, either scoring or, or setting up a you know a really a killer pass, a, a really good chance. And uh, Tillman's on the score sheet. Can he do it again? I think you need to try and ask uh, these players to just to up their game, get more goals. You know what Scott Arfield can do. Lundstrom, I thought, was really unlucky with that astonishing uh, shot from outside the box last week at St Johnston. He can do more as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Rangers will be favourites, but I don't think it'll be easy against them. Mm-hmm. Scott Wright added a bit of energy when he came on. I mean, I know it's not been a vintage season for him. What did you think of Rangers last night and thinking of how they'll line up against St Mirren? Yeah, well, I think they'll be, uh, they know that going to St Mirren are going to face what Celtic faced it's going to be a real a real test quite a physical test uh, St Man will make them defend at times um, a Stephen Robinson team's always good at set pieces um, quite quite creative at set pieces and just the one that on the goal scorer last night I think Tillman threatens to be a good player at times mm-hmm. um, bags he's a wide player or a number 10 from what I've seen I don't think he can play it wide I think he needs to be on the ball I think he needs to be in the game as much my one criticism is he can fall out the games um, wasn't surprised to see him pop up I think he's got that match winner tag in his locker but I think from what I've seen so far and backed up by Rangers fans that I've spoke to going weekend there's a lot more to come from him and can he be the one that brings more out in, in himself mm. what do you think Andy? I, I agree with Stephen yeah. I think he's better as a number 10 I think he can he can go either side and I think he finds it too isolating to be a to be a wide player but he's got great skill great feet and what about Matondo because um, he put him in from the start last night surprised the guys in here I think yeah I, I've still to see it yeah. um, there's obviously a bit of promise there but I've still to see it I've still to see it certainly on a on a regular basis and uh, he needs, he's another one who needs to do a lot more he didn't get the World Cup call up did he because he's just not playing you're not seeing enough mm. what about Matondo he's got all the all the speed in the world Stephen yeah, well, I think um, life at life at Rangers moves fast. I think um, it's an area of the part that Rangers have spoke about. Um, they've not had a, a proper right winger, and, and it's a contentious point amongst the Rangers fans why they've never really been out and, and got a starting right winger. But he he's someone that needs to do a lot more. I've not seen enough to think that he's he's still to score. Yeah, for Rangers, absolutely. He's, he's a forward-thinking player. You you're expecting a bit more. Andy Walker, Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Visit their brand new Toyota showroom at Kennis Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Thursday evening. Stephen McGinn, the captain of Falkirk, formerly with well, quite a number of clubs, Hibs, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Down South, Watford... Where else, Stephen? Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Oh, the of course, the Blades. I've done this so many times, we should know. And Andy Walker, man of so many clubs, Celtic, United, in no particular order, Hibs, <laughs> uh, Bolton Wanderers, uh, Real Madrid. United. I just threw in Real Madrid. <laughs> Sheffield United. I met somebody at the train station, I told you this a few years ago, I said, do you know Andy Walker? I said, yeah, I know Andy. Oh, I loved you at the Blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you sent a cheque for uh, that. I, but you, you did live for your time, didn't you? Down I there really enjoyed Lane. it. Yep. South Yorkshire, lovely yep. place to live. And, uh, you know, working under Howard Kendall, who'd yep. won the, uh, oh, the First Division title yeah. with, with Everton. Everton. And yep. um, we, were, we went close to getting promotion 
we lost in the playoff final at, at Wembley to to Palace, and it was a Scott that scored. It was uh, David Hopkins. It was a of brilliant course, goal, yeah. but it killed us because yeah. it was the last kick of the game. There was no, there was what? nothing to choose between us uh, over the course of the season. But it was, it, that's what you get in a big game at yeah. someone that comes up with a moment of magic. Is that one of the lowest lows? Then you've had so many highs, winning cups, and all yeah. the rest titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no way back. There's no yeah. way back. There was no time and. Um, yeah, just a huge blow. So, um, there you go. Okay, get over it, Andy. <laughs> Pauses on radio, not, not great. I'm doing enough. I'm not um, great, yeah. Stephen, for your huge game at the weekend, I know we mentioned it earlier, um, great crowd, but how disappointed were you to not to be able to narrow the gap on Dunfermline? Yeah, really disappointed. Um, they set their stall out early doors. They made it quite clear they were coming to not lose the game. And the one thing in that situation is if you can't play well and if you can't break them down, then... Um, also get away without losing the game and we lost it from a set piece which is uh, a killer um, I was partly to blame it was around about my area that they scored from so yeah it was a sore weekend and it's it's one of those uh, with football I mean the week before you, you win at Queen of South it's a brilliant result nobody texts you saying good win today <laughs> yeah. you lose a big game at Dunfermline yeah. and uh, your, your phone's well, relentless what happened uh, there uh, were your fault with the goal was it your man uh, the lot so yeah tough tough weekend just desperate to get back out there and put it right Saturday and there's such a rivalry isn't there I mean I was listening to stuff on at the weekend about it it's, it's a massive game there's no love lost what 12 miles between the two towns Falkirk and Dunfermline but rivalry is pretty intense is there, a, is there a special moment that something happened with that rivalry I, I, I would hate to say it. I think oh. over the last few years it's got really it's quite fierce oh, think, has it? Uh, yeah. yeah a couple mm. Um, that's not so good I mean great to have an atmosphere but we don't want it to be uh, the nasty end of things and one of your somebody you came up uh, against before was or alongside was Sean Deitch I heard him this morning on with Jim and Simon uh, on Talk Sport and they were talking so Sean Deitch did you work under him? Yeah he was assistant manager to Malky Mackay uh, when I first moved down south and when Malky moved on to Cardiff he, he, t- he took on the job um, before the Pozzo family bought out the club and, and let Sean go but yeah, he was really good coach and stepped into Malky's shoes. At the time, Malky, Malky did a brilliant job. He was one of my best ever managers. Uh, loved him, he was great with me and I thought quite big shoes to fill and uh, Sean went on and, and did a great job and, and had uh, did do it at Burnley and I think the relationship he had with Ross Wilson, you know, they, they stayed in contact, were close at Watford and I think when the the rumours of who might be next if Gio Van Bronckhorst leaves, Sean Dice has mentioned just because of the relationship with Ross and I think Jim White asked him about it today in Talksport, and uh, I I don't know how to take it whether he encouraged it or, mm-hmm. or, or played it down. I, I don't know. He's quite sarcastic. So what did he say? He said he would like to go to uh, an old firm game. Yeah, he said yeah. he's really close. Got a close relationship with Ross Wilson, which mm-hmm. I know he does do, and um, he'd like to go to a game. He's heard a lot about it. Um, so I don't think he's well. He'll be blown away by it. <laughs> he will indeed. <laughs> he comes yeah. up a first yeah. first time experience of that. It, what's going on here of course but there's questions marks around everything you know not just the manager the, the director of football as well and the whole, the whole place you know because um, you hear GVB saying you know I speak to someone from the board every day oh I speak with, with Ross every day you know they haven't uh, discussed my, my position at all I mean of, of course we are all we, we know how the situation is you know how we get, that we need to have wins and uh, that's all that matters at the moment but you know I didn't get any timeline or like you know you have to do this else no not I didn't have the, any discussions 
about that with the board. And I heard Sean Dyche saying earlier in that interview today that he doesn't go to grounds, a lot of the grounds that might be looking at changing managers. So mm-hmm. he, you know, he doesn't want to be there. I suppose places like he's, he mentioned Leicester, I think he mentioned Leeds until recently they're back on the rails again. So who'd be a manager? Andy, you've got some interesting facts about, you know, that's nearly a year since Giovanni van Bronckhurst took over, 18th of November. And it's not so much the story. So these are the facts and figures that Rangers are were in the lead this time last year with, um, I think, only, was it one point more than they have at the moment? So then 32 yeah, I think, at the moment. I think when you want some perspective on Rangers' season so far, yeah. I, I, at the same stage last season, they were top of the league. Mm-hmm. They were four points clear. But they only had one more point than they do this season. Right. And yeah. they, they've scored one more goal. They've conceded one fewer. I think what it tells you is Celtic have set the bar a lot higher. And when there's a seven-point gap, that's really, that's really the big stat, the only stat. And uh, you know, Rangers have lost to Celtic, they've lost to uh, St Johnston, and they've drawn with Hibs, they've drawn with Livy, yeah. and the, the the gap is um, well, one more slip up mm-hmm. uh, might just be too much to to try and get back because you can't see uh, Celtic losing four games. Between now and yeah, the end of the season. Plus the goal difference. Celtic are plus 36. Rangers plus 20. But that is fascinating, isn't it, Stephen? That the story is maybe not so much that Rangers are not doing well. It's not well if you're seven points behind Celtic, but it's the transformation of Celtic. Yeah, they've just, um, I think they've just put an enormous pressure on Rangers. I think even before Gio came in, when, when Ange started to get it motoring last year, they've been their domestic form over the last um, year. 12 months has been outrageous Celtic and, and I think as well I know John Lundstrom tried to say that they don't speak about Celtic they they must have been aware that St Johnson had scored late for example against Celtic and then they got the part and score that, stuff like that they, Celtic have just they, they, they either win heavily or they find a way to win and it's uh, it's really hard to compete with I, I think it's part of Celtic's DNA when you get that type of result last week against Dundee United where you lose a late goal there's only a few minutes left but Celtic go and get a couple. And something similar happened to Dun- uh, again in the Dundee United game last season at Parkhead. I'm sure it was a badder who got a goal with the last kick of the ball, made it 1-0. And then, of course, you look at uh, St Johnston just a few weeks ago. Looked as though Celtic had dropped a couple of points and there's only 30 seconds left. Mm. And they still got the park and get a winner. It's, it's a never-say-die attitude. It's a will to win. It's a mentality and I, I think it is part of Celtic's DNA. We've got to finish strong, you know, that's that's the key, you know. But really, our league form's been outstanding <clears throat> in this period, considering uh, European commitments and so many games. The fact that we've been so good is, is a credit to the lads, but we've got to make sure we finish strong on Saturday. Yep, and he spoke about the strength in depth, which we all know about for Celtic on the bench. It's been an important part of, you know, our year, and you now the guys are coming on um, We've got some quality and they can add something to our game. And uh, as you said, you know, it was a great basketball ball and terrific finish by um, Dyson. Really pleased with him. He's he's working really hard and uh, for the team and sometimes doesn't get the rewards, but um, great for him to get the rewards today. Certainly is. And he spoke about Matt O'Reilly. He's played a lot um, as well. Um, we haven't kind of given him a breather, but this stretch of games will really help him. I think, you know, when we get Callum back and we can push him up the park, I think he'll benefit from the experience of playing um, a little deeper and... Uh, will mean he's more effective uh, in that front third um, come second half of the year. 
Matty did really well, you know, he's playing a different role for us, but we know he's creative in that front third and, um, yeah, showed great sort of determination to win the ball back and, and react to make sure that, you know, he kept the ball alive and great ball across and Kyogo was where he wanted to be. So um, even though we got the goal, we still didn't, you know, start the way we want to start. But, but Celtic got the points last night. Giovanni van Bronckhurst, when he was really under the spotlight earlier in the week, spoke about pressure. We heard that earlier. And he said, look, I know we need to win all these games. It's very important to get the two wins. That's, that's, that's normal. And then we have a break for, for five weeks. So hopefully, I, I know we will use the break as well to, to get some players back to be stronger when we continue our, our league after the World Cup. Who will come back during that time with Rangers? Connor Goldson, probably, because they've missed him, Stephen. Yeah, huge mess for Rangers. Um, like I think said with Vickers, I think he's... I know Janet James Tavernier's the captain, but um, Connor Goldson's really the voice on the pitch. Um, from from taking in Rangers games, he's he's the one that organises everything and uh, I think he's a huge mess for Rangers. And He hardly missed a game for them the whole time, so that continuity and as I spoke about that defensive record, that I just don't think they've looked anywhere near as sure since he's been missing. Yeah, he's a big one. Tom Lawrence as well. I thought yeah. he was showing up well in the early weeks before he got injured. Uh, obviously, Ryan Jack, when you get him back, gives you a good option in the middle of the park. And he's in the Scotland squad, so yeah. is that part of his recovery maybe? Yeah, from I think so. Get some game time, get some sharpness. And, um, you know, it's essential that uh, Rangers win on Saturday. Puts a wee bit of pressure on Celtic when they entertain Ross County. But in Rangers recovery, Yanis Hadji, it's not going to be this year at all. It'll be into no. next year when he's been out for what best part yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's a long that was a time. serious one. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Stephen. The worst injury I had was I, I ruptured my cruciate ligament, uh, a total, complete rupture. And I was out for the best part of a year. And I remember coming back thinking I was fit. And it took me a long time just to get uh, a lot of games under my belt and to feel strong again. and uh, sharp and where were you, know, you at that point? I was at Bolton, yeah. and I'd been tapped up. I was going to, I was going to Spurs oh, in the wow. summer, and you uh, were off to White Hart Lane. Yeah, I was off to White Hart Lane, and uh, and then I got injured. So that, that's another blow. That's another low. That's what I was thinking yeah. about earlier when I yeah. stuttered and stumbled. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. White Hart Lane. That would have been quite something. Yeah, I had a similar in- yeah. injury. I did my cruciate as well. Um, it was quite similar to Andy I was having a really good season I was playing off the front uh, for Watford and uh, had half a, an idea I might be following Malky um, where he might go next and not only did that not happen I never actually played that high up ever again by the time I came back I was a defensive midfielder <laughs> and you, you just lost pace uh, no I never had pace I just your body changes it's mm-hmm. it, like what Andy said it's different um, I never found three games in a week as comfortable as I, as I did before I I used to be super fit um, always tried to get that fitness back but it was never the three game eight, I would have times with the travelling in Engl- England sometimes you'd play Saturday um, yeah. Saturday and then a Tuesday night maybe a heavy pitch and travelling through the night by the time Thursday came I need how's your knee now in games that you're playing for fog? Well, since I've come back to Scotland i found the uh, uh, because you're Saturday Saturday so even if I have a wee flare up or something mm. I, I've got the time in my hands Um AstroTurf's actually okay with it. Um, the, the, the times I really struggle with it is I had a really heavy grass pitch. You know, down at Somerset last year in the Derby. Mm. After that game, it was yeah. it was really big. So um, I'm still yeah. not having the plastic. I'm still not. No, having it. I, I, I hate, hate, wa- I hate yeah. watching games on it, but I actually don't mind playing on it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've just get used to it now. Right. 
No, I'm not having that. No, he has to say that, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it, listen, David Martindale, though, he felt... Yeah, a bit, he's having it, yeah. and Derek McInnes is having it, and the Hamilton lads are having it, but top flight of Scottish football, it shouldn't be there. It shouldn't happen. Looking forward to this weekend with the big two. Rangers going to St Mirren here as the manager. We have two days to prepare. We have to recover well, eat well, sleep well, and uh, make sure on 12.30 we uh, we are there again to uh, to get three points. And he spoke about the performance last night. He was really pleased about Ryan Kent. One against one, his work rate was there. I think especially second half when we, at the right moment, pushed them really, uh, pressed them really high up when we uh, had some uh, transition moments to uh, to attack which is good so but if you don't have the energy it's going to be difficult but uh, I saw the energy today with my players and Borna Barisic's take on the game we knew that Hearts uh, is a good team they play good football we knew of course that we are not in the best position and of course that game will be hard but that the most important thing is three points at the end uh, and that's what keeps us going forward you don't get much recovery time, do you, Stephen? Three games a week? No, no, that's why the boys are the top boys in the country because they can be consistent and they can churn out those games. But I think everyone, as Andy said earlier on the show, I think everyone at Rangers will be looking to try and get that three points and then take a breather, really kind of... The pressure will ease uh, with the, all the noise of the World Cup and Scotland's fixture. So I think they'll just be desperate to go over that line with the three points on Saturday. And we're going to turn to the weekend games in a moment or two. Andy, the final game, we've not really talked about Kelly up at Dundee United. Great win for Liam Fox's team. Um, you mentioned Dylan Levitt. Of course, he was called up yesterday. Yeah, great. Must give you a boost. Oh, yeah. brilliant. And I think he has been a... A really good player for United mm. over the last 12 months or so. He's, his football is good, uh, his possession, his passing is good. He's uh, beginning to be a, a goal-scoring threat. He can score goals from outside the box. He deserves his call-up and you just wonder whether he might be able to you know, get some game time and uh, you know, attract a bit of interest because what a stage to sell yourself. There's nothing else like it. We're going to concentrate on the weekend games next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at macklinmotors.com. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. We'll be back tomorrow night. We're on from five tomorrow with Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain, and also Mark Guidi, ex-president of the Scottish Football Writers Association. But we won't hold that against them, will we? Andy Walker is here. Stephen McGinn, too, after last night's games. And we're looking forward to the weekend on the day. The England squad was announced. Wales announced last night. USA, Cameron Carter-Vickers is called up. And Borna Barisic and Josip Juranovic for Croatia Croatia wow. no place for Antonio Cholak in the last few minutes the Portuguese squad has come out and no place for Jota but Stephen he wasn't expected to feature was he? No I don't think so I think it was I think it was a uh, acknowledgement of how well he's doing at Celtic that he made the uh, the 50 man squad but I think the the level of competition in that squad he's going to have to keep doing it year in year out to, to challenge some of the boys Trying to think obviously Ronaldo Jao Felix, he's one. Yeah, Gomez, yeah. another one. I don't know the whole squad the here, other. but we'll try and get it. No doubt you'll have it. Can we phone Ian Crocker? He'll know. There's <laughs> um, everything. Elsewhere. How do you think England will do? You've both played in England. I think they'll do yeah. well. I yeah. think they've got a right good side. The only question mark I would have, as mm. I said earlier, would be defensively. If they're playing mm. Eric Dyer, if they're playing Harry Maguire, yeah. I think when you're up against the likes of Belgium, France, Germany, these teams can hurt them. 
I think uh, obviously the brilliant Euros, but I do think that the home advantage helped a lot, especially off the back of kind of yeah. COVID and the atmosphere around Wembley for those games. I think that helped edge out the Germany um, in previous years. They might not have edged them out, and I think I think it might be a step too far for them at this World Cup. Looking to Scotland, some of our top players haven't been playing so much. I'm thinking your brother John McGinn. You look at Kieran Tierney in and out with Arsenal. Um, Scott McTominay. It's remarkable in a way, Andy, isn't it? Three of our very best players are not regularly playing just in the last month or so. I'm just thinking what a great contest that'll be tonight if McTominay is up against Stephen's yeah. brother at Old Trafford in the Man U Villa game. Watch that one later. That would be, is that on tonight? We that, that would yeah. be a right good uh, uh, match-up. Nah, there'll be a bit of noise and up going on there, eh? Yeah, I, I, watched, uh, I watched John come on. He came on on Sunday against Man United and um, he looked... He looked closer to his best when he came on. It was um, looked like the shackles had come off a bit, and a few he rolled Casemiro a couple of times, and I thought that's that's Johnny at his best. I mean, like going toe to toe with these guys and Love just it. get getting ahead of them. I wonder so, if the new manager Emery will get a wee bit more out of him. He had gone a bit flat. I don't know whether the getting the captaincy helped him or hindered him, but he, he was off form a, a little bit for a Villa. He's, wasn't he's, he? he's not hit. I mean, he's he's not his a, best. He's not hit the heights that he's hit in previous yeah. years for Aston Villa. Um, my only thing, um, he's been playing quite deep. Um, mm-hmm. I think John at his best has played higher up and with, with the shackles off and to go and take the games to these people, go and tackle, make make forward passes and really step onto the game. And His role was a bit different. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard spoke about um, how hard they worked at his role in the team and what he was looking for. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just, I just want, I just want your brother. You just wanted me shackles off and go and play your best football, and he, he was closer to that on Sunday. And everyone's so proud of him. Looking at you, Andy, aren't we? I mean, for John McGinn, you know, Kieran Tierney, Andy Fantastic. Robertson, what they've done. You when know, you see Scott's what boys. we've got to choose yeah. from now, top flight, the top clubs, mm-hmm. the level of consistency that they are producing, I think that's yeah. why at the top of the program we were. You know, there still is a bit of. I mean, I'm doing a Scotland game next week. I wish I wasn't. I wish they were in uh, Qatar and going to the World Cup when you think of Wales Dylan Levitt yeah. you know the, the Welsh lads and uh, even John Hartson going over to, to cover it for uh, the Welsh games it would be great if we were going in with it's still a bit sore yeah it stings and I think when you've got I mean I know even Johnny's got ex-teammates Martin Boyle Jason Cummins Jason then, Cummins I know what a story isn't Dude, it Two yeah. caps for Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, so I, like honestly, yeah. I would not put it past him to score. Yeah. He'll come on at some stage mm-hmm. and, and get a goal. Aye. Some story. <laughs> Billy, over the bar. Billy Gilmer, Enigma, what a fantastic player. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the Euros a moment ago yeah. and he was the star of the show at Wembley. I was at yeah. the game. I know it was the nil-nil. But he's, what, had 11 minutes or something at Norwich. What's happening? Well, he's going to Brighton now, hasn't he? And yeah. he's not... Uh, he's not getting the game time. He's, he's yeah. not... Um, you know, dominating games the way you thought he would. You thought it was a good move for him because they paid a bit of money, but obviously now the um, the manager has changed changed manager. I don't know if that will affect him, but Billy Gilmer at that time during the Euros, he was he was our top performer. Of course, and it's strange, isn't it? Graham Potter brought him there yeah. to Brighton, and he's gone to Chelsea, yeah. and he must be sitting thinking, "Have I made the right decision?" Yeah. Uh, but Billy Gilmer, we've got him coming back as played, well. We he played last night at the yeah. Emirates, so that was, I mean, to, to show a new manager, they won, went one at the Emirates, and 
Hopefully, I didn't see any of the game. Obviously, being at Motherwell, yeah. yep. uh, you're hoping he's gave him food for thought with his performance. And what's going to happen with Kieran Tierney then? I mean, he's top notch. And just a few months ago, Barry in the program here was saying two players will go even further: Kieran Tierney at Arsenal, but he'd go even higher, and John McGinn at what, Aston Villa. What is higher than Arsenal? Uh, yeah, well, at that point, remember they weren't top of the table, mm. and they had won what the FA Cup. Mm. Higher than Arsenal yeah. is. Probably Liverpool, but Andy Robertson's mm-hmm. there. Higher than Arsenal was probably City. City can spend pretty much anything on, on one yeah. player. Or maybe Spain. I think that was a possibility and it may be. Do you think yeah. he's going to nail down a position? I know it's not about 11 players anymore, but... Well, I don't know what type of character he is in so much as does he fancy you know two or three years abroad? Because I think you're right, ah. he could definitely play for one of the top teams in Spain and what, what an experience that would be. Yeah, and I, I, I think he's part of... Arsenal fell away last year and uh, part of the problem was put down to Kieran Tierney's not been available yeah. being injured and Mikel Arteta's went out and signed a left back that he knows really well from his time at Man City who's came in and hit the ground running and when fit looked to be the one holding the jersey which is not great for us as Scotland fans <laughs> um, but I think I think the sore one for him probably was a Tommy Asu playing left back um, against Liverpool and then even they got out in it and actually worked as much as you're, yeah. as much as you're delighted the team won. That's got to sting yeah. a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're all obviously biased for the Scots boys. We want them to do well. And final point on England, Ben Doak, I see, um, got uh, some game yeah. time at Liverpool yeah. with uh, Calvin, Calvin Ramsey Ram- and scraped through uh, on penalties. Shocking that, penalties at the yeah. start. And there was a change yeah. at Southampton yeah. today. So Nathan Jones has gone in, and that'll obviously affect Stuart Armstrong. Mm. If you, I mean, he's he is one of their, their better players, I think. A real goal threat from midfield. Sure, um, sure so, yeah, all change yeah. again. You enjoy covering the English stuff and the really Scottish. Do. It's it's yeah. very fresh and you, it's great to see a lot of Scots. I mean, down at Leeds last week, I saw Liam Cooper yeah. getting a very aggressive yeah. headed goal for the equaliser. And the interesting thing about that one was he didn't celebrate, he was almost his captain. And the, the whole stadium was going nuts, but he was saying to his teammates, right, come on, get back, we're going for a winner, which I thought was a really good attitude. I mean, 3-3, three, three, you're, you're entitled to celebrate after coming from 3-1 down, but and it worked. He, he wanted to go on and win, and it, yeah. and it worked for them. 4-3 at the end. Stephen, you love your football. I know your uh, missus shopped you. You're always on <laughs> watching. It was just uh, the Ben Doak one. Yeah. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp's turned Andy Robertson and obviously Andy Roberts himself but he's turned him into a superstar world class and how refreshing it'd be if Jurgen Klopp could do that for Ben Doak and we could actually have a world class winger um, and not just left backs mm. <laughs> a good point exactly aye we've got Hickey yep. got Tierney mm-hmm. got Robertson Patterson uh, Patterson as well yep. it's going to be a big yeah. season for him uh, Scotland next week what we're going to learn from it before we go to this weekend I know he did say the manager said look I would be six months without seeing my players. So this has given me an opportunity. Yeah, and he wants to keep that sort of, you know, club side mentality, people seeing each other, enjoying each other's company, being with each other, uh, travelling, of course, mm-hmm. to a difficult venue away to Turkey and and hopefully putting on a, a good performance. There's still a lot to, 
to play for with Scotland maybe not next week and uh, starting 11 is always really interesting see who might get a bit of game time we do need to look at the goalkeeping position don't we Stephen we need to look you know we don't have a succession plan Craig Gordon Liam Kelly Bobby McCrory McCrory not really well he's not playing so Liam Kelly is it a chance for him? Might be. Um, it, is, it is something that has been cropping up. For, we had, we we're blessed with Alan McGregor, mm. Craig Gordon, David Marshall. Uh, such a strong area of the park for so long. And unfortunately, they're all roughly the same age and going to be retiring from the scene f- at the same time. So we do need someone to kind of emerge. Um, you know, maybe it is Salim Kelly, but someone that's they can. I was going to say grab the jersey get the yeah. gloves grab it with the gloves and uh, make it their own Yeah. this weekend let's take the fixtures we'll start 6 o'clock Aberdeen against Dundee United Andy what do you fancy in this one? I like the way Aberdeen play I know yeah. that they lost uh, Livingston during the week uh, but I think listening to Jim Goodwin and the level of performance and the amount of chances they created I think he was, was quite happy with it I think they'll win at home against a Dundee United who got a huge result but Aberdeen at home I fancy them to win by a couple of goals Glenn Middleton struck it beautifully didn't he did you see the highlights didn't he yeah yeah, he's, and he scored a, he scored one like that at, uh, against St Martin at Hamden a few years ago um, and it was the first thing I thought about when he, when he scored last night it's an amazing technique um, to nail that the way he kind of strikes it why didn't the wall jump no idea if the wall jump yeah. it doesn't go in yeah, good point. Maybe. So, what do you think, Aberdeen, Dundee United? I think there'll be goals. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what Andy said, uh, Aberdeen. I've watched that some of Aberdeen's games recently, and it's been, it's been like basketball. It's been yeah, you attack, we attack, yeah. and um, who's going to win? I think I've got. I've wrote down here Aberdeen three, Dundee United two. Okay, wow, yeah, be a great so. game to watch. St. Johnson, Motherwell. We'll whip through them. Time going on. Stephen, kick off with you. Saints against Motherwell. Um, I mean. Looking at the table, I really want Motherwell to yeah. dig out a result before Paul gets back from injury. So I went for a 1 0, but I think it'll be narrow either way. I think there'll be a goal in the game. Um, okay. I've just gone for Motherwell 1 0. Andy, what do you feel? Score draw. I think Motherwell can yeah. get a point. It'll be difficult against St Johnson. They're on a high after the win against Rangers and, and then following it up result, with, the, with the point in Paisley. But I'm going to go for a score draw. Okay. Kilmarnock against Hibbs, Andy. I think Hibs can do it. Do you? Kelly yeah, are yeah. struggling uh, to lose four goals up at Tanadice and Hibs, again, they've got forward-thinking players, exciting players. I think they can get a 2-1 win. Stephen, are you having that? <laughs> no. I, I've gone for it as well, um, Paul. I, th- yeah. I just think even Christian Doy just spoke about earlier the yeah. troubles they've had up front. Christian's not allowed to play against Hibs. Of course, that's right. And of course, Kel Lafferty. Um, Ten match bans. So, yeah, that's the problem for them, isn't it? Where are the goals yeah, coming where from? where the goals yeah. coming from. Ha- Hearts, Livingston, what do you think, Stephen? Uh, I've gone Hibs, uh, Hearts 2, Livingston 1. 2-1 two, one for Hearts. 2-1 for the Hearts. That'll be quite a battle. Would you Aye. agree? Uh, well, Livy yeah. have... Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure they've surprised everyone. Mm. It's yet again with such modest resources yeah. and not the biggest of squads, but... Nobody's given them something special up yeah. front. They're getting goals from Fitzwater now. Uh, you know, centre-back coming up and get a good goal. So, uh, Livingston are always good value, but I fancy the Hairs. Three o'clock, Celtic against Ross County. Andy? Just the amount of chances they create at home. Mm. It's going to be difficult for Ross County and I think it was important for them to get back-to-back victories over uh, yep. St Mirren and, and Hibs, particularly at Easter Road. But I can't see Celtic slipping up there. I think they'll win uh, by a couple of goals. Stephen? 
Yeah, I've got them to sign out in style. I, I went for a 5-0 victory for Celtic. Sign out in style before the heat of, I think they've got a week off, haven't they? And then they head down under to Sydney for the tournament. Everton will be there as well. And what about Rangers? St Mirren against Rangers, 12.30 kick-off. Stephen, what do you expect to happen? I've gone for 1-1 draw. You going for a draw? Yeah. Right, yeah. And you think Saints are going to score earlier? I mean, you, you, you don't have a crystal ball there, but no, you, no, you I just say it's going to be tough. Yeah. I was I, I was at the St Mon Celtic game, and I, yeah. I I don't think they nicked it off a of Celtic. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really strong. Um, I've not been along to Paisley as much as I wanted to this season, but um, really impressed with how they looked that day. Physically good, fit team, and a real threat at set pieces. What's your game at the weekend? We're at home to FC Edinburgh. FC Edinburgh. Right, okay. I think good, that's I think that's what I Good luck with that one. Yeah. It's an Indeed. That was steady. <laughs> and Andy, what do you think? It's your match, you'll be on there. Twelve thirty. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. I think it will be entertaining. I think Rangers will get the job done. Surely they can't lose to both Saints in the space of uh, seven days. I mean, poor performance against uh, St Johnston, astonishing amount of corners and astonishing amount of possession. If they get the same again, surely they'll be a bit more inventive. I think Rangers will win by by uh, by a goal. By a goal. Andy, thank you very much. We'll Always a pleasure. We'll see you on Saturday. Stephen, good luck in Thanks, the match Bob. against uh, Edinburgh and we will see you next week as well, hopefully. Coming up next, it's the news and then Jokal Day. We're back tomorrow night with Barry and Mark at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at macklinmotors.com. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.